step, I want to check the connection for for the the remote podcast. Um, where are you? Uh, where are you broadcasting from? I am sitting right next to you. What? Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper sitting at one a table in the studio. And I'm also sitting at a table in the studio. <gasps> I am the Step, Matt Step. Oh my gosh. This is the first time we've done an in-person non um non-coaching school edition of Tep and Step. Mm-hmm. In two years? Since state championships 2019. God. Yeah. We did all of our Tep and Steps remote last year, basically, and all the off-season ones were remote because I was, you know, I was slumming up in Canada. This is a in-person, fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. pre-week one edition of Tep and Step because, Matt Step, as we are fond of saying, we're raising the flag. We are. We it's, are. It is time. <laughs> it is time. It is time for all of the terrible food from Ponchos, but the great Texas high school. Football. I have in front of me a spreadsheet, and on that spreadsheet is a list of all 697 Texas high school football games this weekend. It's, it's time. And I would venture to guess... The last time we had this many games, and even if we have right now, we're recording this Monday, we've had six, seven, seven canceled. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven have canceled. Even if, let's say we double that and go to 14, which I think is a, a realistic. Yeah, I think we, you can expect any, and this is just UIL 11, man. I, yeah. I, I have no read on six-man or private schools. Sorry, I yeah. don't have any read on that. But I mean, even if, you know, UIL 11, man, let's just say we had 20 cancellations. Yeah. That would pr- be what? Three percent, four percent, way better than yeah. last year already. So, um, and the last time we've had this many games in a week, it's been—I mean, it's been two years. It's been—it's yeah. been probably since week 11, 2019 mm-hmm. was the last time we had this many games going on, because we finally made it to the fireworks factory. It is week one of the 2021 Texas high school yes. football season. Our long national nightmare is over. It, <laughs> well, it is. But it's the shortest national nightmare because it, it, it's the shortest off season we've ever had. That's the weird thing is that like the 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 off season was shortened by. Five weeks, six weeks, about six weeks. Uh, yeah, about yeah, about that. Because the the state championship games happened in in January, and so now that was weird. That was weird. Let's not do that again. Mm-mm. That was weird. I just I don't mind the staggered start. Cause I, I actually enjoyed. I've said it. I've said this on social media. I enjoyed the first few weeks just getting this focus on the small schools, but I like having the state championship games all at the same time. Yeah. I oh I. So totally. why can't I have both? Come right. on, UIL. Yeah, make it happen. Give us give us both. Um, but anyway. Um, it's just good to be back. It's good to be back in person, recording a podcast, which we'll be able to do occasionally. You've, you've still got your big boy job. I still have my so. big boy job, but you know, luckily we have the flexibility to, to record it remotely. But between mm-hmm. uh, coming in for podcasts and maybe maybe mailback Fridays here and there, uh, it's going to be great. It's a good time of year. This is your week one preview of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We will get to our game draft. Okay. How long is that been this podcast? Like four years? This is year. I think this is year four. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Um, the game draft is very popular. The game draft is very. I think people like that. That's like it's, if if we were to change that, I think people would riot. Almost as popular as free money. Oh, I've got bad news. About oh free no, money. we'll get to that. Huh. Today. <laughs> so. Oh no. But we will start Matthew as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, Matt Step. You know. That Highland Park has the most all-time playoff appearances. That's not breaking news mm-hmm. to you. You knew that. Um, and you probably knew that Amarillo was second, right? Oh, I didn't know Amarillo was second. They are 59. I was going to say Temple. Temple is they have 47. Oh, a little further down. Matt Stapp, who is Class 3A's all-time leader in playoff appearances? So this is Class 3A. Nay, Class 2A, formerly known as Class uh-huh, 2A back uh-huh, in 2014. Uh-huh. Was the 2013, 14? One of those. The last time we had. 47 I'm going to stay in the panhandle. I'm going to go Childress. Not a bad guess. 43. They are, uh, I believe, sixth on okay, that list. Okay. Number six, Childress. Number five. We're tied for number fourth, I should say. Littlefield and Rogers. Okay. Tied for second at 46. 
Cameron Yo and Newton. Okay. And the number one team as far as playoff appearances by a three A school. The Buckaroos of Breckenridge. Yeah, you know Breckenridge when man in the fifties Breckenridge was cooking. Yeah, yeah. By the way, really cool stadium. If you've never been to Buckaroo Stadium in Breckenridge, I think I've it driven is, by it. It's a cool place. Hmm. They have a working oil rig right behind the homestand, which yeah. is pretty on brand. So there it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. And now we can celebrate our national holiday because. It is officially time for week one of the 2021 Texas high school football season. It's going to be great. It's good times. It's good times. There's games all across the state, every level, every classification. Can't wait for my Twitter feed to blow up oh, on man. Friday with all the scores. That's the best. It, it is. It is. Man, TweetDeck like, is like my, cooking. My menchies are just blow up because they're saying, hey, uh, by the way, uh, you should know that uh, Falfurias is up on Banchetti 13-7 uh, to 7 in the mention second quarter. It, mention it on the show, Tepper. Yes. And by the way, uh, I know I get a lot of those. I love it. Yeah. I love when my menchies are blowing up on a Friday night because it just means... It's one of the few times you love your menchies getting blown up. It means football's going crazy. It means football's back yeah and and that's what we've got here yeah get the texas high school football column going on yeah, tweet deck and right. just see the score oh, just, just active i love, it. I love yeah. it so if this is your first episode of tep and step or first in-season episode of tep and step welcome hello uh this is what we're we love you very much and we hope you'll tell friends about this we hope that we are your when you're driving to your game on friday night yeah. we hope this is what you pop on this is your pre-game the, show. yeah on the pre-game well, pre-game hype um, but what we what we do here is we do our game draft. And the way that that works is Step and I go back and forth selecting games that we are most interested in. We're not necessarily saying that these are the very best games, although often, often they are. They are. Unf- I wish we could preview all 697 games. Yeah, we could. But okay. it would be a 12-hour uh, podcast. Okay, let's start. Comfort and Brackettville, go. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but we uh, but what we, what we do is we pick. We each pick five games that we're most interested in. And Comfort so big. Once it's picked, uh, once it's picked, it's off the board, so we preview 10, 10 games overall. And then, at the end, we do what I, I, I would say that the people have come to us for, which is the hipster game of the week, yeah. which is a game that's a little bit more off the, off the beaten path. That, for example, example, um, I will just tell you that Highland Park and South Lake Carroll is probably going to be one of the 10 games that we pick. It's a really good game. That is not eligible to be a hipster game of the week. It's just, it's not. It's too big, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's too it's high profile. It's not hipster. Sorry, guys. This has to be a game that's a little bit off the beaten path that maybe you don't know about, but we're really excited about. A, a perfect hipster game would be like in week 10 when like a, a two teams are playing for third and four, like for fourth place in the district. It's like... They're not going to win state championships, but they're fighting for that last playoff spot. That's the kind of game we're looking for. Those kind of under-the-radar, weird. If you're a high school football dork, pay attention to this game. Yes, most certainly. Because we're high school football dorks. Yes. And we assume that you are, too, because you're listening to this you're listening podcast. Because you're listening to If you weren't, then, then you're lost. Which is fine. You're like, welcome. We'll turn yeah. you into one. Yeah. So, it is time for our week one draft. Going back and forth, selecting games. We did a coin flip before the, before the show. Step one, the coin flip. So, as a result... He gets the first pick of the season. Pick mm. one one mm. of week one. This yes. is pick. This is pick one one one. Yes. Of uh, of of this the season. Is the, the LeBron James of the this schedules is. right here. And so Matt Stepp, what is your first pick? I'm going to go with the game that I'm going to be at Saturday afternoon mm. at the Star in the Jerry Jones Classic presented by Whataburger. I love it. I so hope there's free Whataburger in the press box. Me and Mike Roach will be so happy if there's free Whataburger in the press box. But if not, it'll be a great game. As the playoff rematch, as the Longview Lobos take on the defending state 5A Division I state champs, the Denton Ryan Raiders. And I I think this is a playoff preview. I think this is going to be a tremendous litmus test and measuring stick game for both of these ball clubs. But I'm really interested to see how both coaches handle this game with the knowledge that I could be seeing this team again down the road. So how much am I going to show them in week one of a non-district game? And I know when these two teams were trying to find games, they really didn't want to play each other because of the fact that there's a decent chance they meet in the playoffs once again. So it was kind of one of those deals where no one was left and they just kind of had to play. Um, for Denton Ryan, I think both these teams have questions at quarterback. Oh yeah, um, Denton Ryan has their guy in Kalen Davis, um, very talented, but he's inexperienced. So how does he handle the pressure of the first varsity start where he's the guy now? Um, 
Longview's got two guys that are competing for the quarterback spot in Jordan Allen, who who was, um, I believe, kind of played last year, was the incumbent, and the senior, Josh Thomas, who transferred in from Jefferson, mm-hmm. who both and both quarterbacks have had their moments in, in, in spring ball and, and fall and early, you know, early summer practice here. So I, I expect Longview to rotate quarterbacks, um, a la what they did Haynes King sophomore year when John King uh, rotated the senior and Haynes King uh, during non-district until Haynes eventually won the job after the uh, Mesquite Horn game. So the quarterback situation for both of these schools is going to be interesting to watch. Um, there's a lot of star power. Um, the matchup between uh, Jalen Hale, the receiver from Longview, and um, the DB um, who's committed to Texas, uh, Austin Jordan. I think Austin Jordan and Jalen Hale is going to be a fun matchup to watch all day long because I think Austin is going to trail Jalen mm-hmm. Hale wherever he is. Uh, Longview's got a really exciting sophomore running back in Taylor Tatum who showed some great flashes as a freshman last year. I mean, Longview's got a great running back. What a shock, right? Yeah. They're always going to be great. But they've, Longview's got questions on the offensive line as well. And I think John King, being an offensive line guy, will eventually get that unit kind of operating at a high level, but it's week one. And we saw last year in week one, Longview wasn't operating at a high level in week one. It took them a little while to get going. So uh, I give the slight edge to Denton Ryan. Even losing Barry Alexander with the transfer, this is still a really loaded defense with three or four Division One prospects on it. Um, they got the D-tackle D- 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 Mason Davis. They've got um, Anthony Hills, one of the top junior linebackers in the country on that defense, along with Austin Jordan. This is still a really good Denton Ryan defense, and I think they're going to control the game against what is a young, young, long-view offensive line. So I think it's low-scoring, but I like Denton Ryan. Yeah, and to me, you mentioned it's being low-scoring. I agree with you. Here's what I will say is it's an early litmus test for the Denton Ryan defense, where it's going to be a re... not rebuilt, because they've got tons of playmakers there, but losing a number of the key cogs from last year. I mean, we saw in that title game how critical Bear Alexander was to what they do. How critical DJ Arkansas was to what they do. And even Jatavian Sanders yes. at, at, at times on both sides of the ball. Exactly. And especially on the defense because to me that's that's what that's what turns a good Ryan team into an elite Ryan team. Last year they had an elite defense. And just, that, that's what just put pull them up the top. Longview highlight video and watch how Barry Alexander completely dominated yeah. that game. And so that is that's what I want to see in this game is I want to see where is the Ryan defense now in week one. Knowing full well, look, grain of salt on all this stuff. You don't want to go crazy over one week of data. And we're going to say that a lot yes. for the first couple of weeks. There, there will be three or four games that go we go, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. It's week one. There's always a few quirky results yes but this will be a good check-in on where the ryan where the ryan defense is at least starting because i'll say this this long view offense i don't i mean regardless of who they throw back at quarterback they're gonna have an opportunity to cook because that potential they've got a lot lot, super high ceiling and if ryan comes in and they really shut them down then suddenly let's talk a little bit about what they're gonna like what 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 ryan's ceiling is they start the year number one in 581 the but, gap is not. I mean, last no. year, Ryan was was a clear cut number one. They were so clearly the best yeah. team in five eighty one. There's a there's discussions there now. I yes, think. and so that's I think the best uh, the best thing to, to to say here is that this is a real early litmus test for this um, for for the Ryan defense. So you're taking Den Ryan and Longview. I forgot I have to write these down. Oh yeah, you got to write them down for the recap. Okay, so there we go. So there him. He the step took Denton Ryan and Longview. All right. I am going to be a company man, but okay. not that company man. Okay. My pick is a game that you can watch live on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Oh, yeah. On Thursday night at Randall Reed Stadium in New Caney. Okay. As the 4A Division II state champion Carthage Bulldogs take on the 5A Division II runners up. In the Crosby Cougars. Great game. A tantalizing week one matchup that I'm glad. Like, both of these coaches, it's very clear. Like, we know how Scott Surratt likes to schedule. Like, we know. But Jerry Prieto there, Crosby's still, you know, he's still kind of newish to as far as we don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. as far as how he likes to schedule these games. The fact that he's like, yeah, week one, you want to meet on a neutral site and fight? Let's do it. Let's do it. I love it. Um, so this is, of course, two teams that played in their respective state championship games uh, a year ago. Uh, Crosby was a team that 
we've mentioned as uh, on our on our preview show about how they were so they were so much about Daniquez Dunn and Reggie Branch. Yeah. Those two guys were so critical to what they they did, and what do they look like without them? Now they've got some guys that they feel really good about. Cameron Kirkwood, their wide receiver. The new quarterback looks like it's going to be Siren Miles. Uh, I know they feel pretty good about him stepping in, and and furthermore, I do think that their defense has a chance to be pretty good. This is a huge early test for this for this revamped, reloaded, recharged, however you want to put it, Crosby offense. Because this Carthage defense is something yeah, serious. It's nasty. Okay, Kip Lewis leading this defense. They are going to be one of the very best in the state, pound for pound. They brought so, back, what, eight starters from that defense? Eight that was, starters. That was a really strong last Not year. even fair. Now, this is also the first chance we'll get a, a look at the 4A Division II state champion, back-to-back. Or technically not back-to-back 4A Division II state champion, but... Um, They've the, won a lot of titles. They've won a lot of yeah. titles. Uh, the 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 gatefold cover boy and Scott Surratt and Carthage that does have a lot of you know they've got some pieces to to, to fill offensively mm-hmm. quarterback most Qu- notably quarterback now we saw two we saw their quarterback s- situation at the um, seven on at seven on seven where Scott Surratt looked miserable <laughs> I mean absolutely mi- and I mean his, this in a nice way his daughter confirmed he was miserable yes by the way. he because he because if you don't know on seven on seven coaches can't coach. But they all go down there because they want to watch their guys. Mm-hmm. And so Scott Surratt, who's a very, let's call him hands-on coach. Yeah, I'd say that. He's just sitting there like arms crossed. <laughs> he's got this real like hangdog fa- look on his face. Just a couple times we just had to turn around and walk away. <laughs> it's like not having a good time. But we saw both their quarterbacks. And I believe they have a sophomore and a junior. Mm-hmm. I believe and- the junior came in yes. uh, rock rockmore is his last mm-hmm. name he came in and you know when when the, the gilmore game was well in hand yes. last year i think he led him on a touchdown drive and so there's and, and both of them looked like they were built in a lab yeah um they both had just flawless mechanics but it's going to be the first time to see them they've also got a what ro- do they do do they do they rotate him do right. they does he does he is there some sort of plan in place does he rotate him does he say i like the thing of you know we're, we're gonna let you play quarterback and until and, and if you score a touchdown you stay in mm-hmm. and if you don't score the next guy comes in so i'll be interested to see what what they do because I, I think both guys are gonna see time because i think both of these teams both these coaches are going into this game understanding exactly what they're here to get which is they want to measure up they're like they're like of course they want to go out there and win i want to be very clear about this but really what they want to come out of here with is an understanding of what they do well against a team that they believe can challenge them mm-hmm. now there's also one thing as far as who's going to win this game is concerned that there is a pretty big size difference here okay Carthage is a 4A Division II team. They have an enrollment of 824. Crosby is a 5A Division II team. But a big 5A Division And a big 5 They Did they just drop down from 5A D1? No, or? They, they're, they're growing. Yeah. And they're probably going to jump next to line. They have 1818 in yeah. their school. And I bet they've got more than that now. I bet they're close to 2,000. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you're talking about a 1,000 kid difference in yeah. these two schools. And and so does that matter? Where you see that is depth, where you see that is in the fourth quarter. It would not be one... This is one of those things that it's going to make headlines if Carthage loses, but I, like, I'd like i want to watch the game. Obviously, if, Car- if Crosby comes out there and smokes Carthage, then yeah. like... Let's dissect this a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of different variables here, especially on a Thursday night on TexanLive.com. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what these both, both these teams that we have high hopes for look like in their maiden voyage. And uh, so, some, you know, kind of some inside information here is Car- Carthage has had some COVID issues uh, mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. They've had some kids not available because of cor- different quarantines mm-hmm. and contact tracing, that kind of thing. So that could be at play as well. Carthage may not have... Uh, a full complement. Mm-hmm. The depth is already going to be an issue because of the size difference here. And if Carthage is missing a few key players who are either you know under quarantine because they have COVID or are quarantined because of contact tracing, mm-hmm. they're not available. That could impact the game as well. So keep an eye on that as well. So my pick is Carthage and Crosby for my my one one. What is your second pick, Matthew? I'm going to go small school step here. Oh, um, here we go. Hipster I'll, step. I'll, you know, so, love small school step and. Uh, this, this is an, another. It's a great Thursday night slate. Week one Thursday always mm. is a great slate, and this is. Uh, I'm going to go to Beast Texas. Uh, two teams, black and orange, school colors. Mm-hmm. Starts with the G. Gladewater and Gilmer, old, bitter, bitter rivals here in this game, and uh, it was a high scoring game last year when they opened the season up, and I. I th- I don't see any reason why it's not going to be a high-scoring game again this year. Um, some talent on the field with uh, Gladewater. 
wide receiver DJ Allen, who I believe recently committed to TCU. He's a freak show, um, man. And then you got Gilmer, led by Brandon Tennyson, uh, the UTSA commit. Um, Gilmer's got some. He's got Tennyson's got some weapons. Jay Rockwell, Rohan Fluellen, really explosive. Gilmer. This this Gilmer offense reminds me of some of the more explosive Gilmer teams that we've seen in, the, in years past. Um, but Gladewater is plenty explosive as well. They've got um, uh, the, Mal- the Malachi, the running back Malachi Gordon is mm-hmm. back. Um, the key for Gladewater is going to be they're replacing a three-year starter at quarterback. And uh, Colin Lewis um, is moving over to the quarterback spot. Um, he was a receiver last year. I think he was like the second or third leading receiver on the team. And he's moving to the quarterback spot. So that's going to be the key for Gladewater, I think. Because their defense, Gladewater's defense struggled last year. Make no mistake about it. But they bring back nine starters. So they should be a lot better on that side of the ball. So I feel like if Colin Lewis can adjust to the quarterback spot, like I think, like I've heard good things about him, so I think he'll be fine. But it's always different when you're when you're under fire on Friday night. Um, I think that's going to be the key to watch with Gladewater. Gilmer's the favorite. They're the bigger school. They've got the pedigree. But I think this is a great litmus test for Gladewater, who I think is a team we feel like can compete for the regional title there in 3A Division One Region 2. May I shock you? Sure. So this is going to be the 67th, is that right? 60, 63rd yeah. meeting between These Gilmer two and Gladewater. towns are not far from no, I mean, they're, they're not. They're, they're Right down the road from each other. Um, you mentioned that Gilmer has had the upper hand in this. Would you believe that Gilmer has won 16 straight against yeah. Gladewater? And you, that, if that doesn't chap Gladewater's ass, oh. you, you know it does. 2001, an overtime game. That's the last time they beat them. And by the way, before that, it was 1996. So it's like they've won. Gladewater's won one time in about 20 games. One, one time since I was a sophomore in high school. Right. Mm. So... Um, <laughs> It's been a minute, and yeah. and you're right. We have high hopes for Gladewater. This is a, a Gladewater team that we think. I don't know. There, it's it's a program that I can't help but feel has probably. I mean, that's not fair. 2019, they played through the paper. I will, yeah, uh, 2019. I was they they lost in overtime to Pottsboro. Mm-hmm. That was the year Pottsboro mm-hmm. went to the state title game and won like three games in a row by like a touchdown mm-hmm. or less, and they took Pottsboro to overtime. Great, that was a great game. But we have very high expectations for Gladewater every single year, and I would say especially this year because that defense looks like it's going to be something special. And because of their first-round loss to Mount Vernon last year, I think that's why the pressure kind of is on Gladewater here because of their early exit last year in the playoffs. Now, Mount Vernon obviously ended up getting on a run, but that was a, that was technically a fourth-place team that Gladewater lost to yeah, last year in right. the first round of the playoffs. So. Yes, not not your average fourth place team, but no. but a fourth place team nonetheless. So there you go, Gladewater and Gilmer, your second choice. My second choice. Step up, a company man. <laughs> man, you are you are just checking the boxes here, aren't you? <laughs> Hello, Bally Sports Southwest. Let's make, talk. Make the check payable to cash. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night at Mustang Panther Stadium in Grapevine and live on Bally Sports Southwest. It will be the Colleyville Heritage Panthers against the Grapevine Mustangs in the Battle of the Red Rail. Uh, the rivalry is back. It's going to be live on Bally Sports Southwest as part of Texas Football Days. You can tune in and see yours truly doing pre-half post and then scoreboard that night on Bally Sports Southwest. Um, this is I'm not just I'm not just picking this game. Okay, I'm not just picking this game because I'm a hack and because I'm I'm in the I'm in the pocket of Bally Sports Southwest. Uh, Such a hack fraud. I am a hack fraud. But it's not just because I'm a hack fraud. I think this game has a chance to be really good. I think this game game has a chance to be really explosive. Because I think both of these teams, both top 10 teams in 5A, uh, Grapevine's the 5A D1 team, right? No, Grapevine's D2. D2 They're yeah. D2 in Gra- Colleyville Heritage D1. Um, but the, this is a great coaching matchup between Mike Alexander at Grapevine and Kirk Martin at, at Colleyville Heritage. Heritage, this... It's not to that same level, but if you squint, you can see that this is a man, it's built like those Manville teams, and the offense is going to be explosive. They're going to cook. They're going to cook. They've got playmakers like Hogan Wasson and Parker Rowe. Uh, Defensively, they've got a game breaker in Dylan McKinney that is going to be all over the field. I think they're going to try to put him on offense too and get him the ball in some interesting ways. Um and I think this, this this Heritage team has a chance to really, really go. Um, I believe they've got a quarterback by the name of, um, let's see, is that the team that has a quarterback named West Smith? I think it is. Yeah. Um, so he's going to probably be the guy, uh, although Kirk Martin has not named the starter quite yet. 
But this is a team that I think has an opportunity to really, really make some play make plays. Leon Covington, they're gonna they're gonna be explosive. Not like not Manville twenty seventeen explosive, but explosive. Then there's Grapevine. Grapevine's remarkable that they are I think they're gonna be really good up front, especially on the defensive side, Garrett Gardner, Aiden Cassidy, things like that. And then they got all these little water bugs out there. Little like smallish guys who can mm-hmm. fly, mm-hmm. like Seth Tejada, their running back. Yeah, Tejada's uh, the guy. He's yeah. he's kind of the straw that or, stirs the or, drink and I'm sorry, Caleb Tejada. Yeah. Seth was his brother. Seth. <laughs> I've I've made that mistake before, trust me. <laughs> sorry. Uh Caleb Tejada. They're all really good. That's the problem. That's, yeah, the, if all the Tejadas weren't good, it's just hard <laughs> to keep easy. up with them all. Caleb Tejada, Parker Polk, they got all these little water bugs that that are just really quick mm-hmm. and if you miss one tackle they're gone that's what the that's kind of a hide behind that big offensive line to exactly right. big up front or big up front and so i think this game's going to be uh, if you know i i'm not going to make a prediction right now you have to tune in for the picks video for that but that's t that's a professor that's a pro right there you. guys Thank it's you. a pro it's a lateral tease um but what i will say is this if this game were to end like 14-7, I'd be really disappointed. I think these teams are going to get going. Furthermore, it's at the newly renovated Grapevine, uh, Grapevine Mustang Panther Stadium. Um, and I think that there's going to be a really nice crowd out there going nuts. It's going to be on TV. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a cool scene there. Oh, yeah. And and so if you're looking for a game in the DFW Metroplex on a Friday night as a neutral, uh, I mean, I guess stay home and watch it. I'm probably supposed to say stay home and watch it on Valley Sports Southwest. But I would also say that if you have the means to get there, it's a fun game. Mm-hmm. With a, if you're looking for that fun atmosphere in yeah. a week one game, you can do a whole lot worse no than Grave Island Colville Heritage. So I'm going to take uh, the Battle of the Red Rail, Colleyville Heritage, and Grapevine as my second choice. One thing to watch in looking at that game is Colleyville dominated has dominated the series mm-hmm. recently. I think this is kind of if Grapevine's going to get a chance to knock them off. This is the year. Yeah, this is a Grapevine team that's got that's got some some good weapons coming back and and some good numbers coming back. As my second pick, what is your third pick in the draft, Matthew? We're, we're going to stay in the small school ranks, Tep. Oh man, small and school step. This is a a cross regional matchup with two teams that I think have a chance both to win their region. As Friday night in Cristoval, as the Wink Wildcats travel to Cristoval to take on the Cristoval Cougars. These are two teams. You know, Cristoval last year. You know, Cristoval. You think about Cristoval, not far from San Angelo. They're in Region Four. And they, they they rolled all the way to the That's regional nice. final last year and lost a close game to Falls City last year. They bring back a lot, but they lost the key piece in Braden Wilcox. Mm-hmm. And at that level, 2A Division two, when you lose a singular player like that, it it can really, really change the tra- trajectory of your program. Even though Cristobal, I think, brings back 18 starters. But they lost. I mean, Wilcox meant so much to that team last year. I'm going to be interested to see how Cristobal handles uh, that loss. Now, they do have Josh Fava back, who, who I think is going to carry most of the load this year. He had 16 touchdowns rushing last year, kind of as the, the Robin to mm-hmm. Wilcox's Batman, so to speak. So I think now Fava steps into that um, kind of uh, lead dog role for Chris Doval. You look at Wink. This is a team that, that was a little disappointing last year. They, 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 didn't win the, they didn't win their district. They lost to McKamey in district play. They, they got knocked off in the area round of the playoffs last year. It's fair to say year. it was a disappointment. Yeah, but they bring back a lot. And, you know, Coach Brian Gibson has developed a consistent winner there at Wink. Um, and we saw them in seven on seven. They got a lot of good looking kids. They had a great summer. Cannon Gibson is is back. Uh, Brandon Peters is kind of their do it all kind of Swiss Army knife guy. So another one of these measuring stick games. I think when you have Wink in Region One, Cristobal in Region Four, I think for both of these teams, it's a great chance to get an early test on where they stand against a comparable opponent and kind of see w- w- what warts are exposed. Cause I think both these coaches want some warts to get exposed yeah. and see how things go so they can, they can fix it. I think both these teams are going to be right in the mix of their district ch- title race, and I think both of these teams uh, have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. So I'm really excited to see kind of how these two teams stack up against each other early on. Well, and for Wink, um, the, essentially, like, they really – you need to finish as high as you can because, they, like, they are, they are a perfect example of don't – don't like win the games you need to in district because mm-hmm. last year you remember they played um, they 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 lost to McCamey and they finished second in their district and so that meant in the second round the Wellington Wellington yeah they got Wellington as opposed to McCamey McCamey didn't see Wellington until the regional final yeah right yeah. 
These games matter. Yes, yeah, and we said it last year when Wink, when Wink lost that game in McKamey, we were like, oh, it's probably drawing Wellington in the area around the playoffs, and that's that's a much tougher road to hoe. Most certainly. So, so uh, a good a good litmus test for both those squads early in the season. A fun small school game yeah. to start. Wink the and Cristobal. And you guys thought you guys thought that we weren't going to throw some hipster games in there. There you go. All right, my third pick. It's now small school Tepper time. Small right. school Tepper, the most elite of Teppers. Let's go. Let me make sure I get this county right. Let's go. Yeah, I thought it was. Let's go to Lavaca County. To the home of the reigning Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Ah, yes. Hallettsville, Texas. At Brahma's Memorial Stadium, 7.30 p.m. Friday night. It's it's Brahma's. Yes, it's Brahma's. You will get corrected. Mm -hmm. Gently, at first. Um, As the Hallettsville Brahma's, the defending 3A Division I runners up, Mm -hmm. welcome in. The defending 2A Division I state champion, Shiner Comanches. And a lot to like in this one, most certainly due to, like, it is extremely disrespectful to declare these teams like, who's left, right? Yeah. But I think that both teams are an interesting case study in different ways of, different ways of, of, Getting hit by graduation. Yeah. Because for Shiner, they bring back probably the two most recognizable and probably arguably the most important players mm-hmm. on their team in Doug Brooks and Dalton Brooks. Shiner, two Brooks. Yes. Shiner- Hall- Hallettsville. Yes. Zero Brooks. Yeah. Um, they bring back those two guys, but they took some important losses among, let's say, the worker beats. Yeah, yeah. You know? They, the, they, the supporting cast. The offensive line, mm-hmm. the defensive line, and things like that. Like, they took some they took some hits. They took some hits on graduation. So it's our first opportunity to see how they refill. How they refill. And furthermore, like, I, I know that you think of Shiner as a running team, but I thought Tyler Palmer was really important in what they did last when year. When they needed to throw, they were efficient. Yes. that's And, and so can that's all, they... That's find, all they need to be. And so can they find that guy? It seems like the new quarterback is going to be Ryan Peterson. Hallettsville is another interesting case in the sense that they um, – I don't know why somebody from Rockwall is calling me. Hell, shout out Rockwall. Hello. Um, but you, uh, let me tra- get my train of thought back. Hallettsville brings back a lot. They, on paper, they bring back a ton. On, on paper. They have 10 starters on offense? Yes. If you, bring, if you just look at what they bring back, bring back, you'd be like, man, 10 starters on offense? Seven starters on defense? I mean, guys like Price Pruitt is back. Lance Bluedow, Chase uh, Trace Patek, their, mm-hmm. their quarterback's back. Uh, a lot to really like. But <laughs> they lost him they lost the dude they lost the dude the dude of dudes on both his, sides of the ball his dudeness yeah uh, uh which is uh, jonathan brooks who's now off to texas and and so like it is he is such a he was such a singular figure in texas high school football last year that he took over i mean i saw him in this in the semifinals against lano in you know sorry pickle but he took over that game he, he had like six touchdowns rushing and had a pick six he like, single-handedly and he, and he was a good punter too yes. <laughs> like he did everything he did so much and so what happens when you just remove that and we're going to get our answers for both of those again in a game that i think again you've got that big that that gap as far as uh class is concerned 381 versus 281 mm-hmm. but in a game that i do think the two teams match up pretty well and are going to be able to challenge one another especially because both these teams are are very physical and yeah. and, and they're going to they're going to be kind of running up against a team that is a lot like themselves last year Shiner won this game by ten points last year. Mm-hmm. Like they pretty much had the game in control, and that was that was a time that was a moment because we we obviously thought very highly of Shiner, and that was a moment where we would go, "Yep, all right, we, really good. We thought so." And I think they beat later on. Remember they beat East Bernard in mm-hmm. overtime, and they had like their minus seven on turnovers, and they still won That's against right. East Bernard. It was yeah, crazy. They put it on the turf That's, the whole time. That Shiner team, I think, historically is going to age very well i think it will too yeah. and so we'll get a first glance at two teams that we think are contenders in their own certainly within their own region and mm-hmm. and, and within the state in their own classifications uh, when china takes on hallisville that is my third pick what is your fourth pick matthew i'm gonna go back to the big schools and go into the austin area as we get a, a dfw versus austin matchup as the arlington martin warriors visit the late travis cavaliers uh in a game that you know when they when these two teams played a couple of years ago that that was kind of Martin's 
that's that's when Martin I think changed in my eyes from just a team that was always kind of a, just an okay team. When they went to Lake Travis and dominated Lake Travis, I was like, okay, this team is they're here now. Mm-hmm. And last year, you know, you look at Martin and they, you know, they pushed South Lake Carroll to the, to the limit in that Christmas Eve game last year. And you know, Bob Wager's squad is going to be really good again. I mean, I mean, uh, Travell Johnson, the Texas commit, Ernest Cooper, the Stanford commit, leading that defense. Uh, JV and Toviano, who on both sides of the ball is a freak of nature. Um, they got the kid that moved in from Nolan, uh, Sergio Snyder. This, this Martin team has playmakers. They're they're they've got dudes who can make plays and they play with that edge. Sometimes they cross the line a little bit. They're 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 mm-hmm. they're an edgy team. Edgy's a good way to put it. They 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 kind of take on the pers- they even look like the Oakland Raiders. The old Oakland Raiders kind of played with that little they try they're going to try to intimidate you and sometimes they 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 get a little too chippy, but that's just kind of how they play. Then you add in They've always got those special teams wrinkles. Bob Wager's teams always have some fun things on special teams. They're a tough matchup, even for a team like Lake Travis, who we think is going to be a lot better this year. You know, Lake Travis, we forget, this is a team that lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Very uncharacteristic for Hank Carter's squad. Um, they look great this summer in 7-on-7. Seven seven. They've got – they're very athletic. Bo Edmondson, they've got dudes. Our buddy, our buddy Jay Plotkin, um, they're on the Lake Travis View – um, and the Westlake Picayune was um, was at the Lake Travis um, scrimmage. Cedar Ridge, Cedar Ridge, yeah, Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge and yeah. he said they looked the offense looked in yeah. mid season four. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be explosive. And then you add in oh by the way a five star wide receiver in Caleb Burton <laughs> oh. whose dad just got hired. Like well, smart hiring by Hank Carter. Oh, they're man. hiring. Let me go hire the five star. Not just a hat rack kid. man. Yeah. Not just a hat rack. <laughs> yeah, he, you know hires you know uh, Charles Burton, uh, the father of. Uh, but uh, he hired uh, the, the he's the father of Caleb Burton, Caleb Burton. Uh, who is committed to Ohio State. So you add Caleb Burton. And I think Burton, he, you know, he missed all of last year with the injury. He's healthy. I think he's going to play this week. Um, it's a really great matchup with two teams who are right there in the top. The, the top, I think, ten or eleven. I think, mm-hmm. I think Lake Travis and Martin may both be in the top ten, if not Martin, maybe close to the top ten. But fun matchup. I think this is another one of those measuring stick games to kind of see where both of these teams stand. Um, I kind of, I think it's a pick 'em kind of ball game. I, I like Lake Travis just because of the home field advantage, but it would not shock me if Martin went into Lake Travis and got a win. Because well, because Martin and and we say this a lot, and we'll say it especially when we get into the playoffs too. Martin is a squad that they will, if you are not sound on the margins, they will live there and absolutely dominate you in special teams. They mm-hmm. will absolutely dominate you by by with like. Fumble return, fumble returns for touchdowns, and and weird plays like that, and I don't think that Bob Wager is going to throw the kitchen sink at Lake Travis. But what I do think is that he wa- he's not going down there for vacation. No, he's going down there to win. And I think that they are going to be the team. Like there are very few teams that are as sound in Week One on special teams as as Arlington Martin. He is a Bob Wager is a psychopath about yes. about about. They work it, yes, and work it and work it. They work it. And so if this game is close, there's going the edge is going to go to Martin because mm-hmm. they are so sound and they find those little edges in the little things between the between the margins. And and that's something I'm very interested in. And and so it wouldn't I don't think it would necessarily be a surprise at all if Martin walked in there and won. And no. you know, look, that's but it's a huge test for their defense. Right right off the jump because this is going to be a, a Lake Travis offense. That's a fun matchup. The Lake yeah. Travis offense against the Martin defense uh, is going to be a fun matchup. Yeah, and and a lot of it I think comes down to how well they protect Bo Edmondson. If he gets a clean pocket, Watch yeah. out. Yep. But you, you, uh, Travell Johnson and Ernest Cooper will be coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. I'm going to stay in big schools for my fourth pick. And I guess if I can have this for the eighth eighth pick of the draft. Um, as we're just See, you're not used to being in the studio. Kicking over cans and stuff like that. There's just beer cans all over the place. You're, you're a slob. I really now, now am. I know what Pickle's saying. 7 o'clock Thursday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. May I interest you in... The Highland Park Scots and the South Lake Carroll Track. You may, um, and two of the most, two of the premier Texas high school football programs uh, in the nation. Yeah, I mean, going at it. I believe this is on ESPN, right? Uh, one of those, yeah. On, ESPN, you one, yeah. one of the net. It's on the Ocho. It's, it's on, one of the one of the networks. It's being televised. Yeah, and it's at AT and T Stadium. Which, okay, I mean, I I don't know. This is me. I get it. Everybody wants to go and play at AT and T. I would th- my whole take. This is my my official positioning statement, an editorial statement from Greg Tepper. I would prefer that Texas high school football keeps its powder dry at AT and T Stadium until 
at least like the third round of the playoffs. I say, here's my, my hot take. Don't use it until the state championships. Mm. I think with the new Rangers ballpark mm-hmm. hosting football, you want to play your triple headers? Yep. Go play them at the Rangers ballpark. Mm-hmm. Save AT&T Stadium for the state championships. I, 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 I agree with that. I don't know how feasible that is because I know how things work, but I would at least prefer that we keep our powder dry. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. It's going to be a great game. It is. Um, and Played in the parking lot. It'll be a fun game. And, and, and South Lake Carroll, like, look. First of all, I think when ESPN signed this deal, they were just like they were like awesome. We get Quinn Ewers on our on our, on our airways. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much, mm-hmm. not so much. He's up there in Columbus, uh, but he is. Uh, but but we've talked at length about South Lake Carroll. We don't think that they were dead. We don't think they're dead in the water. We think they're going to be a better, uh, as good of a team uh, as they can be uh, with the quarterback Kate Anderson taking over. Um, a lot of that comes down to their defense with Avon Jones and Barrett Baker. There's going to be a really good experienced Dragons defense that I think was always going to carry the load early. Um, and it's a big test for Highland Park, which is a reloading Highland Park team. Yeah, there's, they lost a lot from last year's team. They did. Now, they always do. Yeah. But they it's a lot is a lot. It, mm-hmm. every, no matter what. If you lose a lot every year, or you never lose a lot. A we, lot is still a lot. And we think they'll be fine. Yes. Because it's Highland Park. Right. But there's still questions there, and they're playing a really good team in the first game of the season. Oh, most certainly. They're playing an excellent team in the yeah. first game. Uh, and for Highland Park, the new guy to know is Brennan Storer, their quarterback. There have been all the reports out of Highland Park are that this kid's a stud. He's shocking. He's, Highland Park's going to have a good quarterback. He's the next big thing. And, and, and he'll get a big test from a good South Lake Carroll defense, an experienced South Lake Carroll mm-hmm. defense. A lot of experience. On. A lot of experience that Carroll defense. The other th- side is going to be interesting. And I am fascinated to see what Randy Allen and that staff throw at Caden Anderson and this Carroll offense because I think they're going to come up I think they I think if if I'm if I'm Randy if I'm Randy Allen and I'm not cuz I have uh, he has forgotten more football than yes, I'll ever know. You have decidedly fewer wins than Randy well, Allen. Uh, <laughs> significantly fewer. Almost <laughs> more than 400 yeah. fewer. Um I am. My number one goal is to confuse the hell out of this young quarterback who's only been the starter for three weeks and make him beat you. Yes, I mean rule number one: you can't let Owen Allen beat you. Right. You've got to put the game on the on the young quarterback's shoulders. He may beat you. Yeah. But I'd rather take my chances on a junior quarterback and his first varsity start. Talented junior quarterback. But, but still. his first varsity start versus Owen Allen, who's been doing this for two years and who basically put the team on his back last year when they beat Duncanville in the semifinals. 100%. I'm going to make Caden Anderson Because Owen Allen's a known commodity. Mm-hmm. I know what he can do, and that is run all over you. We don't know what Caden Anderson can do. Maybe he's, the, maybe he's better than Quinn Ewers. I don't know if he's better than Quinn Ewers. But maybe he is. But you got to find out because yeah. oh, because if you if you say I'm gonna let I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances and let Owen Allen beat me, he will. He's gonna beat. He you. will. Yeah. I think it's a fascinating game. Um, this is uh, you know Highland Park does not. Um, you know, neither of these teams really take a ton of regular season losses. No, but one of them going. Has Highland Park ever lost a game at AT and T Stadium? Yeah, they did. Lone Star. They lost Lone Star. Lone That's right. Star. They lost yeah. a Lone Star. Uh, by, that's probably the one. I think it's the only time we've ever lost at Probably the one. Yeah. So a fascinating game going on there at AT&T Stadium Thursday night. Uh, Highland Park and South Lake Carroll is my fourth pick. Matthew, your fifth and final pick in this week one draft. I'm going to go to H-Town Friday night at Freedom Field hmm. as the North Shore Mustangs take on the Shadow Creek Sharks in a really intriguing game in the Houston area. It's a great slate in Houston this week. Uh, a lot of good games. And this is, this is one I'm intrigued by because... I'm interested to see what North Shore does on offense. Uh, if you didn't know, um, Demetrius Davis has graduated um, oh. after 18 years of the st- as a starting quarterback of the North <laughs> Shore Mustangs. He Dude. is now finally at Auburn. Okay, this is this is the craziest thing because I was thinking about Demetrius Davis. I remember having a conversation maybe on this podcast. We may need to go check the tape when the North Shore quarterback got hurt and the freshman. Demetrius Davis had to mm-hmm. come in, and you said something along the lines of like, "Now they like this freshman a lot." <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like, little did we know yeah. that he'd go on to be one of the most decorated quarterbacks yeah. in high school yeah. football history. Um, but he's gone now, and yes. I think North Shore is going to be fine. 
because of the defense. This might be one of the best. You know, if you remember North Shore from 2015 when they had mm-hmm. uh, Kalev and Chase on and, and, and all those dudes on the defense and they won a state title. And they put Micaiah Long, yeah. who's basically a linebacker, a 260-pound quarterback, yeah. and just said, hey, just get four yards a pop. Yeah. Uh, I think North Shore is going to be similar to that team. Very defense-heavy, and they, they're, gonna, they're loaded on defense. I mean, not only do they have Denver Harris, but they've got uh, – uh, Chris Ross on the defensive line who's committed to Texas, Ty Leonard and Jacoby Brass who probably will be division. They may have three Division One defensive linemen mm-hmm. throwing at you there. North Shore is going to be really tough to score on defensively. Um, it's just a question of can the offense come through. They, they've got playmakers at receiver. Jalen Bailey, David Amador are are going to be fine. Um, I think it's just a matter of you know they'll they'll find a running back. North Shore always has a guy who can tote the mail. The offensive line will be big and physical. It's just the quarterback situation that's going to be the big question mark. Can North Shore find find that guy to not be Demetrius Davis but to lead the offense? Um, for Shadow Creek, we know Duke Butler is going to be going to be the quarterback. Um, he's a junior. He started a couple of games last year as a sophomore. Showed some promise. But there, there are some questions there at Shadow Creek. They're, they're not that they're not talented, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of new faces for Shadow Creek. A lot so, of unknowns. Yeah. So, how, and they're going up against one of the best defenses in the state in Week One, and that's a tough ask for for a young offense. I think they'll, they'll try to rely on Kelvin Brown a little bit, not put too much of the game on Duke Butler's shoulders because I don't know if Shadow Creek's offensive line is going to be able to hold up against that North Shore defensive line. So um, edge to North Shore in this one. I think the North Shore defense controls this game, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm really fascinated to see how the quarterback situation shakes out for North Shore. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. It's our first glance at the post, you know, that incredible class of mm-hmm. 2020, uh, the 2021 class. The post uh, twenty twenty one class look at North Shore and yeah look Shadow Creek's a team that because look because they're going to go D two if they can figure out their if they can get everything together like we don't know where Katie's going and if Katie goes D one it's like Shadow Creek is right there like right there Region three is there for the taking mm-hmm. so if they can go out there and and answer a lot of the questions we have early then sky's the limit for the Sharks team. Like, I'm not burying them by any means. It's just they have a number of... It's going to be a new... It's a new era for both of these programs. And what who is able to kind of iron out those things earlier, my, my pick is probably North Shore in this one, too. But I'm interested. Finally, Matthew, my fifth pick. Let's go to the northwest side of San Antonio. All right. For a tantalizing Friday night game 7.30 p.m. at Dub Ferris Stadium. One of my favorite stadiums in San Antonio. Love that place. The San Antonio Brennan Bears take on the San Antonio Reagan Rattlers in a game that could tell us a ton. Mm -hmm. I mean, all we're looking for here, you and I, uh, I I mean, I guess that's, that's worth having a conversation about what we look for in week one. I obviously care if you win or lose. Mm -hmm. Obviously. But more importantly, I'm looking for like how you look. I'm I'm looking to to ask coaches on Thursday and or rather on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hey, what would you see? How are you feeling? Come out of this. Mm-hmm. And for two teams, they're in San Antonio in the six A ranks. We will get a great measuring stick and understand exactly not just how these teams are going to go, but also maybe. What region four of six A is going to look yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, because they're they're they're, they're contenders in, in the mix. Uh, yeah, as not only the best teams in San Antonio, but potentially regional regional contenders. We had San Antonio Brennan coach uh, Stephen Bazor on today and talked a little bit about his squad. I think that you know one of the things about Brennan that we always think about is that they have a and that when they are good and when they're really cooking, it's because their defense is just. It's the best in San Antonio. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, plain and simple, that's with respect to, to Steele, who's built a, a great legacy of, of defense as well. It's the best in San Antonio. And they have an opportunity with some guys here, like Tyler Turner, who's very high on, uh, who, is a, who played as a sophomore and was, was super, super important to them. Uh, Elijah, uh, Elijah uh, Williams at the linebacker spot. Uh, Wakil Mateen, another junior on this team. They, the defense looks like it's going to be good. They got a quarterback, man. Yeah, Ashton Debose. <laughs> this kid's yeah. awesome. He's really good. I in, in talking with um, in talking with uh, before we talked with Coach Bazor today, I went I kind of watched his huddle tape and I was like, you kind of have to be reminded because I remember his name popping up and like, hey, you know, he's done doing this and like nice. I think he popped up on like Player of the Week voting every once in a while. Yeah. 
You go and you watch him, dude. This kid's magic. <laughs> this kid's really he's good. A so- he's a so- he's just a junior. I mean, he's, yeah, we got two years. Yes, in him. Uh, and so Ashton Debose is going to be the name to know there. He is fantastic. Going up against his Reagan squad, and Coach Lyndon Hamilton has done an outstanding job with his Reagan team. They are pretty experienced. Well, seven starters back on both sides of the ball, and they got their quarterback back, Britton Moore. Who is a senior, uh, a small, uh, kind of a I don't want to say he's small. He's like five eleven, but he's like he he can he's a dynamo back there. He yes. can run, he can he can run, he can throw, he can do a little bit of everything. He'll have a really nice offensive line in front of him uh, and a good running back in Carson Green to help tote the mail as well. It's a very experienced Rattler squad. The defense is where I think this game is ultimately going to be won and lost for them. And and you know I think that they're they have a great linebacker core for for Reagan uh, with uh, guys like Hamilton and. Herrera, uh, you know, their linebacker core. But they've got to find some weapons on the outside. That's a big question for them. Uh, and early on in the year, what's that look look like? Here's what I mean by this could be like a huge litmus test for these teams. We don't know. We know Brennan, Brennan could go Division One, but it's pretty unlikely. Yeah. I think like what, San Antonio Marshall would have to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's a... The right two teams, yeah. and one of them is we don't think is a contender. Um, now, Reagan... Um, let me look at this before I put my foot in my mouth here on a live. I podcast. think they're pretty locked into D one. They are pretty. They are locked into D one. They are in fact the largest school in that district. In that district, so Reagan is going to have to deal with Lake Travis. Reagan might have to be able to deal with Westlake. Here's why I think this matters. If if Brennan goes out there and takes it to Reagan. If they go out there and they they've beaten them recently, this is a de- decent little rivalry they've put together. Um, I think these two coaches have a lot of respect for one, and I like playing. They they know what they're getting as far as a non district game is concerned. Mm-hmm. If Brennan goes out there and and pastes Reagan, and then Westlake goes D one, I think Brennan is not just your favorite in D- in Region Four. They could be like a prohibitive favorite yeah. Region four yeah i mean it's that mu- it's that big and then you're and by the way you're also talking about a weakened region three depending on if katie i'm saying that brennan what they show us on friday could be very telling for a very deep playoff run if things break right that they don't have any control over but i want to see it on friday night if they go out there and they take it to reagan or by the way if reagan takes it to brennan then suddenly it's like, hey, is there a team that could threaten the Lake Travis's and Westlakes mm-hmm. of the world in the Division One bracket? So it, a, a fascinating matchup going on there at Dub Fair Stadium in, in San Antonio. I'm excited. So there it is. There's our draft. Step took uh, Ryan, Denton Ryan, Longview, Gilmer, Gladewater, Wink, Cristobal, Austin, uh, Arlington, Martin, and Lake Travis, and at Galeen Park, North Shore, and Auburn Shadow Creek. I took Carthage, Crosby, uh, Collierville Heritage, Grapevine, Shiner, and Hallettsville, South Lake Carroll Highland Park, and San Antonio Brennan, San Antonio Reagan, it's now time for this oh, season's yeah. inaugural hipster game of the week. Matt Stepp, what is your hipster game of the week? It's a game that wasn't scheduled before uh, yesterday or a couple days ago. Boy, this is hipstery. Uh, as the Lovejoy Leopards travel to Waco ISD Stadium to take on the Brian Vikings in a really intriguing matchup because... You know, honestly, for Lovejoy and Brian, I wasn't interested in either of their Week One games that were originally scheduled. Lovejoy Brian, was going to play John Paul and, and Brian had Waller. Yeah, Brian was going to roll Waller. Yeah, sorry. This is a great matchup. Brian is a team that that went to the playoffs last year, brings a lot of guys back, and is projected to finish as high as second in District Twelve Six A. It's a good Six A ball club. Mm-hmm. We know what Lovejoy under Chris Ross did last year. Went thirteen and one, made it all the way to the regional final, pushed Toledo in the regional final in Five A Division Two. Lovejoy lost a lot, but they still have enough back, and they've got that butt. Lovejoy's got Lovejoy's the the hot girl at the table right now. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of buzz around them, so really good litmus test for both of these teams. And I want to kind of see where, where they stand, stack up because I think highly of Brian, I think highly of Lovejoy. So why not let these two teams hash it out and see where they stand at the end of the day? Because that's kind of what we want to see in these non-district games is mm-hmm. where these teams stack up before the before we get to the district games and the playoff games we want to see where they stack up and i just didn't see, i didn't see either of their week 1 games originally scheduled as being all that interesting well now they're playing each other and i think it's a really interesting game so um, i like this matchup i'll be keeping my eye on it friday night waco isd lovejoy versus brian boy i've got two mm Week, week one, a double week hipster. One, week one, no, I'm not going to double hipster it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to shout out. I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm interested in Kilgore and Nacogdoches because I think Nacogdoches could be on the, on the come up. But I am going to say in East Texas 
my hipster game of the week is I'm going to go out to what's the name of your stadium? Hornet Stadium in beautiful Hooks, Texas. As the Hooks Hornets welcome in the Mount Vernon Purple Tigers in a very intriguing 3A <laughs> matchup. So Mount Vernon uh, it has a new coach in Brad Willard taking over. He was, he was their office coordinator last year, yes, right? Yeah. yeah. Promote from within as their office coordinator. Of course, this is a team that ran all the way to the state semifinals, came within a whisker of that playing was a, for a title. Very game. close game with Jim yeah. Ned, yeah. And they're going to be a different-looking team because they don't have QB1. Because yeah. Brock Neller is off to AM Commerce. He was um, a great player. Great player. I thought he was awesome. But... All the weapons are back, okay? Caden Kaufman's back. Nicholas Lacey, back. That Lacey kid is fun. Jaden Horton, back. All these guys are back. They just need a quarterback. And so what do they come up with as far as that's concerned? Hooks is a team that might be off your radar, but they shouldn't be. There's some buzz in Northeast Texas about the Hornets. They are buzzing up there, and some of the cats— No pun intended. I guess The Hornets, yeah. Um— they got they got some freak shows up there, guys. They got some cats. David Johnson, they've got a sophomore in Keyshawn Walls that they won't shut up about. They think he's great. Travion Jones, Xavier, uh, Xavier Huey, Keelion Estelle. This team's loaded. And, you know, they, they, they were a playoff team last year. I think they won a playoff game. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, they won a playoff game. They're back. They're, you know, Chris Birdwell's squad is trending up. And... This would be this would be a I mean it's not like beating Mount Vernon last year because Mount Vernon obviously running the state semifinals. But this would be a signature win for for Hooks to start off the year. You want to talk about oh, yeah. kicking things off in a big way beating a one beating a three A D one team that played in the state semifinal last year, and I think they got a good shot to do it just because they, we don't know what the quarterback situation yeah. will be like at Mount Vernon. So I am fascinated by this. Hooks and Mount Vernon going on there. Drove through Mount Vernon yesterday. Did you really? On I-30, yeah, coming come back in from... From Canada? Yeah. Okay. Right there on I-30. How's it doing? Uh, it seemed, seemed to be doing well. Okay, good. Uh, seemed to be good. Yeah. Shout out Mount Vernon. Be a good game. Hooks and Mount Vernon. That is my hipster game of the week. And so there it is. Um, now, uh, what is your? You want to tell now people you do where we're going this week? That's right. right. Uh, yeah. So I'll be I'll be chained to the studio uh, for Texas Football Day's coverage of uh, Battle of the Red Rail, Colleyville Heritage, and Grapevine. I believe the pregame show starts at six thirty on Belly Sports Southwest. We're gonna get you out to the, out to some games soon. Though. I am gonna get out to some games. Last year I was uh, I was uh, I was I was staying close to home. Yeah. Um, this year I'm taking not, the precautions. In fact, week three. Do you want to do you want to tease it now or wait wait till wait, wait till week three to tease it? We got something fun week three. Yeah, we we got some, we got some nonsense going on. Week yeah, three. total nonsense. Some, I do feel bad for bullying that coach. I because that's why I straight up bullied him. I bullied well, him into doing. He this. called your bluff. He called my bluff. And, and you know what? You're shout paying out, up. Shout out to you. Well, Adam's paying up. But we'll talk about that next yeah. week, though. Um, where are you going this week? All right. So, uh, oh, by the way, we're not doing a uh, road trip video this year. Yeah. Um, so we're, we changed that up a little bit. Be looking for something different. Something better? Dare yeah, I say? I think so. I think so. But my, my travels will still be chronicled. Don't oh, yes. worry about that. Yeah, d- yeah. You don't need to worry about stuff being quiet about there will where be he's nonsense. going. There will be nonsense. Um, yes. Thursday night, uh, I will open the season in Burleson as the Burleson Elks host the Abilene Wiley Bulldogs in a really good 5A Division II game. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that one. And it's like 10 minutes from my house, so that's fun. Um, Friday night, I will be in Hunt County in Greenville. As the Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs take on the Greenville Lions in a really good, mm-hmm. interesting five A versus four A matchup, and your buddy Guy Frazier is going to be there. Yes, me and Guy Frazier are going to hang out. Well, I don't know if Greenville feeds us in the press box or not. But uh, I guess by the way, to find a place to eat in Greenville. I guess by the way, we should mention that like there's probably people who are like, why didn't you pick uh, Duncanville in Modern Day? Which is obviously a, a massive game. It's it a is. massive game. Um, I don't care about California teams. That's I don't. Why I didn't pick. I just. I, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. Like I, I have to speak from like some sort, some sort of giant air quotes yeah. expertise. Yeah. And I can only talk about one team. I think Duncanville's really good. Yeah. There you go. As I, 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 ironically, I do have a, I do have a game on Saturday <laughs> out of state team. But that's because the the Saturday nights slim pickings. Yeah. So, it is. Um, and then Saturday, uh, I'll be at the Star for Longview and Denton Star. Ryan. The Star. Shout out Poochie. Um, and then Saturday night, I will be in McKinney for McKinney versus uh, Springdale, Arkansas Harbear. I've heard of Harbear before. Mm-hmm. Don't know anything about them. 
another in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, but I hope McKinney wins. Uh, you can yeah. root. By and I hope way, Duncanville wins as well. Did you see my tweet to Marcus Shavers? Those yellow kicks were sweet. They're fire. Yeah. He says he, he, he has to throw the company blues on game night. That thing, that's going to be my new bit. Is I'm going to see if, I can, if I'm going to get some coaches to send me their shoes. Because, like, Texas high school football coaches have upped their shoe game significantly yeah. in the past few years. I know South Oak Cliff, they were wearing Jordans. The whole staff had Jordans. That oh, was man. pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I know, like, our buddy Jeff Reardon on Chapel Hill's got them. Got them oh, he's always got, they got Jumpman gear. Yeah, they they're got, always They're Jumpman. Um, I mean... Ever, I mean, my they, wife stole. He gave his shirts at coaching school. My wife stole stole the Chapel Hill shirt he gave me. Savages. I know. Terrible. Either that or my hoodies, man. They, my wife and daughters are always stealing my stuff. Yeah, that's why. Don't have a Shout out, Mrs. Step. Um, but I am, I am. But I got to get coaches to start sending the shoes. Yeah. That's the next. The next. But what if they're step? not your shot? You got to make sure they get them in your size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten and a half, guys. Okay. Ten and a half. What size? 14. 14. God, you were a basketball player. My God. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. It's weird to do a podcast. It's only an hour. Um, Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. And Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next week on Tep and Step. Step.